All right, everybody, it is time for another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast. But before we dive in to our awesome, awesome guest and conversation today, I want to remind you guys of two things. And the first one is that if you go to Crypto101insider.com, you can join our private community. Here's where we have our model portfolio and all of our top picks. We also have uh, Crypto 101 University. Uh, where we have hours and hours and hours of written and video content that explains blockchain and explains cryptocurrency in a very bite-sized and easy-to-understand way. Uh, And we have a weekly newsletter that goes out and quarterly state of crypto addresses that go out. There is just a ton of value packed into this every which way. So I want you guys first uh, to go to Crypto101Insider.com today uh, if you haven't already. I also want to remind you guys that Pizza Mind and I recently just finished a book. Uh, It took 11 months of our lives to write, and we're calling it Crypto Revolution, Your Guide to the Future of Money. We walk you through this fascinating world of cryptocurrencies and blockchain, and it's part history book, it's part instructional guide, and it's going to really show you guys why cryptocurrencies are globally disruptive and how they're going to actually change in real life and in real terms the way that we buy and sell and even live. We include a bunch of how-tos on getting started with your first exchanges. Uh, We give you tips on how to safely buy and sell and store cryptocurrencies, as well as how do we evaluate potentially good cryptocurrencies. And the best part of the book is that we're giving it away for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. So go to CryptoRevolution.com and pick up your copy today. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast where Aaron Pizzamine Malone and I are joined by some of the industry's heaviest hitters uh, and smartest minds. So, Pete, before we dive into today's guest, man, what's kind of been going through your mind? I mean, you moved to Texas recently. There was just a tornado that, you know, your first tornado experience, your, your first well, I would say not your first near-death experience, but definitely your first near getting swept to a Wizard of Oz experience. That was pretty wild. Uh, that's not true. Bryce, I've done mushrooms. I've seen the Wizard of Oz. It's not always <laughs> sold to be. Uh, but truthfully, you know, there, there's been times in my life where I pray for death. But uh, coming to Texas, I pray to stay alive. Even just last night, I was awoken to a very rude thunderstorm, the sound of hail, bombarding my truck and I didn't have time to get it in the garage. So I have a newfound lease on life and that is because it has become a lot more scarce. Uh, Uh, Much like the crypto um, environment as the rest of the world is now piling into Doge mania. Yes. um, And we have with us on the show today, uh, someone that we can relate very well to. I mean, at a really, really high level, uh, someone asked me what I do, I would say, well, I'm a nerd that talks to other nerds all day. <laughs> so without further ado, Peter DePaulo, the head of developer relations for Near Protocol, welcome to the Crypto 101 podcast. Thanks very much. What a great intro. <laughs> we like to keep things uh, rather interesting around here. Uh, crypto, you know, it's technology, it's money, it's community. Uh, it's all these things kind of wrapped into one. 
Um, and it brings together just people from all over the world. So, so we like to talk about it all. Um, but but you're, you're focused on developers. And I, I, I think actually the only thing right now more scarce and more in demand than cryptocurrencies are developers of cryptocurrencies and, and platforms and applications. So uh, we're going to dive into to kind of what you're seeing on that landscape. Uh, maybe if people are looking to work in crypto, how, how they could kind of kind of tackle that and stuff. But but let's backtrack. Let's get acquainted uh, before we uh, really dive in. So, so Peter, tell us a little bit about your background and, and what got you interested in cryptocurrencies. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I spent all of my career in startups. Um, the biggest company that I worked for was a startup that then IPO'd and then I left because it felt too big. Um, what was the name of the company? That was MindBody. Um, MindBody? Yeah, jo- joined before, yeah, before they IPO'd. Um, and then, yeah, they had, uh, I think, a rocky history after that, but it was fun. Um, it was, it's, that, that's actually funny. I, I, don't, I don't really talk much about MindBody, but it's a health-oriented company. Like they sell, you know, like um, business software to yoga studios and stuff. So because of that, that was some of the greatest shape I've been in my life. Just the culture was very <laughs> like working out a lot, right? Um, so yeah, but uh, how I got into crypto was that I uh, tried to start a, um, a hacker collective um, in Santa Cruz. And it was very cool. We were a little anarchical, anarchical. Uh, and uh, we thought that it was lame that a lot of the time, the way that people were paid for their work was pretty unfair, right? Some people would get disproportionately paid a whole lot of money and other people working just as hard were not when they're adding like most of the value. And uh, we were trying to build actually software for that. And this was like right before ETH or around when ETH was launching. And I ended up going up to Santa San Francisco, sorry, from Santa Cruz and finding out about finding out about Ethereum, like right as this thing was kind of exploding in our hands with the software we were trying to build it on. And I was like, oh man, you know, we could build this natively on Ethereum. So, you know, I worked on that for a little bit and then I ended up, uh, yeah, and ended up getting a little disillusioned during the ICO, the first ICO hype and and took a break from crypto. But that was how I first got into, into crypto. Yeah. So you are a man of the tech. You are mission-driven, not money-driven. And for that much respect to you, Peter, I myself would definitely throw myself in that category, uh, at least because of the foolish financial decisions I've made. I have to have a mission yeah, you have to, to remain that. here. You, you just, I I, by to. definition, can't be financial-driven. Kind of fucked up <laughs> no, so many times. <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I at least did use stop losses on Binance earlier this afternoon before Bitcoin dumped all my profits right back to where I started. But that's neither here nor there. We're not here to talk about my woes. We're here to talk about Peter's successes and the upcoming thing that a lot of smart money, unlike me, because I'm not invested in this project, because I didn't hear about it, because I don't know anything about it. And that's near protocol. There is a lot of smart money in this space backing this. But this may be the first time any of our listeners are hearing about it. This is my first time getting a deep dive on it. What is the NEAR protocol and what makes it special? Cool. Yeah, great question. So yeah, NEAR is a blockchain, just like Ethereum. Um, and uh, it's just like a lot of the newer blockchains in that it's supposed to be fast. It's supposed to be you know, sharded, so it's decentralized. But what makes it special, there's a couple of things, which is that I was, I think, maybe one of the first business side hires. And I'm, I've been doing DevRel, developer relations, since I've been here. So that should tell you kind of what we've cared about. 
I joined when we were like a team of 10 in a small, very gross office in San Francisco. And uh, what I've been focused on, what we've been focused on is developer experience. Basically, we want to make it nice to write code on Near. We want to make writing blockchain apps just as easy as writing web apps. And the other thing that makes us special, which I think is really cool, is we're carbon neutral. This is like a thing that we don't talk a lot about, but it, it's come up and like people have been excited, specifically artists have been excited about it. Um, so we're actually certified carbon neutral by uh, South Pole, which is sort of a re reputed organization um, that, you know, worked with like Nestle and Hilton to shift them to renewable energy. They, they certified us. So those are a couple of things. But if I had to say one thing, it's that we're really, really obsessive about making it nice to write code on blockchain. That's basically it. Wow. And then for, for somebody who's not really developer focused or, you know, maybe never even written a line of code in their, in their life, you know, what, what's the real differences between web three and what that's yeah. going to enable and web two, like for, oh, for yeah. my mom, who's listening, right? Sure. Like who, who she yeah. just, I think my mom's biggest pain point is remembering a million passwords and emails. And so I tell her okay. like web three is going to be a single sign in, right? You yeah. don't need to know why it's going to be, how it's going to work and all that kind of stuff. Keep this private key safe and you're going to be good to go. But, but, but to you, you know, how do you explain the significance of the Web3 in, you know, in non-technical terms? So I feel extremely privileged because I feel like I'm living in the future. It's so cool. And I'm sure you guys feel the same way a lot of the times. Like we're living yeah, in the future. Surreal. It's, it's surreal. It is. And like one of the things that comes along with this, when I use blockchain apps, I mean, I mean not even just near apps, but blockchain apps, you don't have to, like you said, you don't have to remember passwords. It works like magic. I use a lot of phone wallets. I have ledgers lying around, but like, it's just so cool to like, to just have something magically like work in front of me, like signing into a DeFi app, just, it feels like magic compared to like I signed into an app I hadn't used in a long time, forgot the password, clicked, I forgot it. It sent me like a link. I had to go write a new password. It wasn't good enough. All of that stuff. So yeah, as far as like the account system and sign on, we can talk about that a little bit later too. Nier has a really cool account system, but we can save it. Um, the account system and sign on, I think that's really cool. Just like, and you're getting users better security. They don't even know why. They don't have to know why. I think that's awesome. The other thing is real financial applications. So I have bought a house recently. I don't know if you guys have gone through this process. You have to wire money. And in order to wire money, you need to go through this series of steps to verify this transfer, verify these account numbers. You get a call from the other bank saying like, hey, did you really mean to send this? And there's still this chance for people to trick you. And it happens all the time. Wire fraud is like this huge market for scammers stealing money from people. So it's like, I had to wire money recently and I was, wow. I had forgotten what it was like because I was That's so insane. used to all of these new things in crypto. It's you can send money like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So they charged me a fee. It was like 50 bucks to send some money and it takes three to four days. And then guess what? It got bounced back because I put a typo in the name. So I had to send it again, get charged another 50 bucks. It was horrible. It was terrible. Like that process is happening Every single time large sums of money are sent, not even large sums of money, but like moderately sized sums of money. And that also happens for contracts. So like that kind of process happens for contracts. I think that's the coolest thing to tell. Like if, if I was talking to your mom, I'd be like, you know, you I'm sure have probably bought something large and before, maybe you bought something on credit. Maybe you've, maybe you've had a scare where you thought your identity might've been stolen from one of these things. 
like web three can solve all of those problems relatively easily. That's the crazy. It's relatively easily. I mean, yeah, you know, if you're, if you're trading on Binance, you know how fast those transactions are, right? It's yeah. Like, I also recently purchased a house. I did not have the luxury of making a wire transfer, Peter. I, I had to get on a plane, fly back to California because I don't use a national bank. I use a credit union. I refuse to use banks. Love it. And I had to get a cashier's check for six figures and then fly back with it. Like in my possession, like, my God, do not let this be like a candy bar that I lose on a plane yeah. or a pair of sunglasses. And I have to hold on to this freaking check all throughout the 30 day closing period. And I'm like, of all the times for the house I'm staying in to burn down or get broken into, like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Yeah. You really just can't accept Bitcoin. I'm so Come stressed on. out. You telling me that makes me so stressed out for you. I, I am really disorganized. I lose paperwork. I'll lose my boarding pass if it's printed when I'm on a plane. I'm so stressed out for you having to have a check taken it that far and hold on to it for that long. I made it, Peter, but I feel like I left another piece of me behind. It definitely <laughs> took a couple years off my life. Yeah. I had another question. So what are the advantages of and disadvantages of being one of the last big layer ones to really hit the market? I think there's a big first mover advantage with Ethereum. And when we talk about Cardano, we also talk about a last mover advantage in terms of being able to be better than everybody else um, at the very end of the story. But you guys are not first nor last, but you seem to be really, really developer focused. What are some of the other um, advantages or disadvantages that you guys are working with? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, the primary advantage, which like, I don't hear this nearly enough. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, right now, I think because of the bull market, there's a lot of people who are stressed about like the market size and they feel this need to capture portions of the market. I don't think in that way. I don't think we need to like take market share from each other because right now the crypto market is about $2 trillion, give or take. And I think it's going to grow to at least $20 trillion by the end of 10 years. We'll probably have a dip in the middle. I mean, for those people, yeah, I don't want to scare people, but it's likely we'll have a dip in the middle. But, you know, that happens. Over, overall, though, that means that all of the people here could grow by 10x and there would still be room for everyone here. That's how big this market could be if it grows by 10x. And I don't think that's unreasonable. I think it grow, could grow beyond that. So I just want to say that really quickly as a context given like the landscape and then advantages, we get to learn from the best. We get to learn from Bitcoin. We get to learn from Ethereum. I mean, when I first started working with Ethereum, there's this thing called strings. If you guys are programmers, but basically like it didn't have basic support of things that you would expect, you know, really early on. And now like, look how far it's come from there. Right. You can print hello world to some smart contract. that's relatively easy. But like they had to iterate through that. They had to go and develop it. They had to learn that stuff. So we had that like body of research to stand on, Bitcoin's body of research to stand on while we were developing. And of course, all of the mistakes that they made, tons of them. So the wisdom of mistakes from people before us is a huge, huge, huge advantage of showing up in the market like after Ethereum. And then uh, as far as like, the timing where we are, well, we're still small, so we get to move quickly. So if we make a mistake, we're not so big that we have to then like go and do a large like public, you know, communication thing about like, oh, you know, we 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 can we can just go fix it and move on. And then hopefully the, the idea is that we have 
enough of those iterations by the time our, our mainnet is like massive, right? And we're growing really fast, which is great, but it's also challenging. Um, by the time it's massive, then we can like have ironed out the most crucial ones. Then of course the disadvantage, as you guys know, there is so much noise in this space, right? A lot of the time people don't know what we do. A lot of the time people think we're like just an L2 or they think we, this is my most frustrating phrase. People have called us an Ethereum killer. We have never said that about ourselves. I think that's a really silly thing for someone to claim. I think it's a really silly place to go. And um, yeah, that's never something we've claimed. We're, you know, and, 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 and that's just to, just to put our money where our mouth is. We have a bridge to Ethereum. We have EVM support launching, I think, within a couple of weeks. EVM being the way that you can run Ethereum programs on another blockchain, right? So you can so, send assets as well back and yeah, forth. Exactly. Yeah. We were already seeing liquidity bouncing back and forth. And people like, for example, are using DAI on, on near. And that DAI is a very Ethereum, you know, centric asset. MakerDAO is behind DAI. They're very Ethereum centric, very pro-Ethereum. But guess what? You know, so there are people on my team that are like, they call themselves near ETH maxis. Like they, they're like fans of ETH and near. So I think there's room for both. Anyways, that's not what you asked though. Advantage, advantages and disadvantages. I think that answers the question. Like, yeah, primary disadvantages. There's so much noise. It's hard to like, if, if you're doing the right thing, you're making hard decisions and you're just like putting in good engineering hours. It's hard when other people who are not might like show up and then they just yell about what they do and you're, you know, it, it, it makes it hard to communicate to the layperson about like what's cool and what's not. So the cost of living is rising, right? That's pretty much apparent. I mean, what else is new? Buying a home, renting an apartment, your gas, your groceries, basically most, if not all of, you know, life's necessities, they get more and more expensive over time. And all of this comes while not wanting to leave loved ones with huge financial burdens as well. And on that note, it actually makes sense why people do get life insurance, especially uh, term coverage, which is surprisingly affordable. So, so why not pay a bit each month to protect the ones you love? And if you're asking yourself this question, you got to choose Ladder. Okay, so Ladder makes it impressively fast and easy to get covered. You need a few minutes and a phone or laptop to apply and ladders smart algorithms work in real time so you find out instantly if you're approved no hidden fees you could cancel at any time and since life insurance costs more as you age now's the time to actually start to cross it off your list uh, so check out ladder today to see if you're instantly approved you can go to ladderlife.com slash crypto 101 so that's l-a-d-d-e-r life dot com slash crypto 101 ladderlife.com slash crypto 101 so so peter um do you kind of envision a future like where like for instance you know ethereum's a base layer uh and you have like maker dow which is an application on top of it and there's the maker token and then compound and there's a compound token and all that kind of stuff right so is yeah. that is there going to be a similar sort of ecosystem where you have near and then you have um introducing wondersuite from bluehost.com the tool that makes wordpress wonderful for everyone website creation is hard but now with bluehost you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals and the wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your wordpress website or store in minutes seriously 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply like a credit facility like like maker compound and, and built on top of near and then there's going to be tokens built on top of near is that kind of to, to frame for everybody who's out there listening is that how this will develop i think so i mean i can't say for sure i can say what i hope for and i think like the the components i'm most excited about are essentially uh DAOs as like the foundation layer of how organization happens and then each DAO probably should launch it launch its own governance to or a social token that will allow allow people to operate the DAO. And then that should be done where like the amount of token that you have allows you to vote, you know, uh, in, a, in a ratio. So yes, really similar to that, really similar to what you just described. I think it could go even further though, where well, like- Before people, we take it further, oh, yeah, yeah, before, sure, before we sure. take it further, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, pe- a lot of people talk about DAOs, de- sure. you know, decentralized autonomous organizations, and they've evolved quite a bit uh, since they were kind of first- you know, you know, invented or whatever in 2015 and stuff. But, 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 tell the people what a DAO is, how to think about it. I think sure. the, the, the term gets tossed around a lot. Um, so yeah, dive into that. Great. Yeah, sure. I think DAOs. Yeah. So as you said, decentralized autonomous organization. Really fancy sounding term, but it's I just the future think of, both, of the corporation. Is how I, I think so. It. Yeah, I think so. And I want to say something. If you guys haven't heard, I mean, I think it was last week or maybe a few weeks. Matt, Matt, you you probably already talked about this, but Wyoming has new legislation they released, a new bill that takes effect July 1st that allows people to launch DAO LLCs. And LLCs are limited wow. liability corporations. Probably the most common US legal entity for doing business is an LLC. So Wyoming is like, trailblazing. I'm really excited about this. So this is not just, you know, sci-fi nonsense anymore. This is like, there's legislation catching up with what has been happening for the last few years. So what is a DAO? A DAO is a way for people to put money into an organization that is then governed through whatever governance platform they want to use. Say it's democratic DAO. Say you vote, right? You vote on how this stuff goes, um, where capital is going to be deployed. And maybe everyone in the DAO contributes to the DAO and then votes on how the capital is deployed. You could theoretically, this is how I would explain it to my friends, have a DAO for a camping trip. You, you know, we all want to go camping, right? And we decide we want to share the burden of the cost. So we all put in a hundred bucks into the camping thing. And then we delegate responsibility to one person to spend that money through the DAO, meaning that it's a program that, that gives them that power. Or we don't want to. We want to all be able to vote on every dollar that's spent so then the person responsible for like 
doing the expenses puts in proposals and we vote and we approve them. When they're approved, then the money is released, right? So it doesn't have to be a huge organization. It could be three people. It could be 10 people. It could be a million people though. Could It could theoretically, I mean, and this is the crazy stuff, be how countries are run in the future, right? Like that that's how crazy your taxes would actually go to a large decentralized autonomous organization. And then the way that payouts happen would just be legislation made into code. I mean, like that's not that far-fetched on a long enough timeline. So DAOs though fundamentally are just units of organization. Think of them as like a company, right? But kind of a cool futuristic one. Yeah, I love it. It's, uh, it's, it's a way for people basically to vote you know, directly on chain, time-stamped, agreed on by yeah. everybody who, who's running the node um, on certain legislation or, or things that affect you as a holder of that token or as a holder of, you know, Ethereum or whatever it is. So I think DAOs are really cool and um, they're definitely going to be something that we want to dive more into here and explore because again, we talked about in the very beginning of the show how, how cryptocurrency as a movement, the crypto revolution is more than just you know, making sick gains, right? It's more than right. just making money. That's, that's far and away, um, you know, kind of the lowest level of the totem pole. But it's also more than just innovative new technology, because what is technology if not just enabler and enabler for, for humanity to, to thrive and creativity to flourish and stuff. So primarily the most important thing that cryptocurrencies enable is a new way to structure communities and societies yeah. and, and, and relationships between people. And so, um, you know, on your website, on, on the near website, you know, there's a tab actually for community and it says, you know, you can click community and join. So for people who are out there who are listening, who want to like get involved with a cryptocurrency community um, and they're looking and maybe they're not even developers, like wh- what do, where do people go? How do people get involved? Yeah, I mean, so the easiest thing is actually just to go to near.chat. Um, I'm typing in to make sure it works. Uh, yeah, it does. And that'll take you to our Discord. Um, we also have a Telegram. If you join our Discord, I think right now we have a little over 11,000 people. And then at any given point, there's around 2,000 people online. And so if you want to just like, I mean, it's it's a really big community. And if you're a little bit lost in there, um, you can just jump into any channel that seems active and say like, help, where do I go? How do I get involved? I'm really excited for non-technical people to get involved for people who are not developers. I'm like really most excited about artists getting involved um, in the crypto space right now. There's this amazing conflicts going on. So yeah, near.chat is the easiest place to just get started. I will, if you want to just like at Peter, my name should just show up. Like I will personally uh, guide you to wherever, wherever you want to go. Um, I'm like super excited when people join our community. So yeah, um, that's, that's the best way to get started. That's really awesome. Uh, we might just do that ourselves. Yeah. Um, do it. As uh, head of developer relations, this is a role that we actually haven't had on the podcast very often. So I wanted to ask you um, something I don't really get to ask anybody else. When you're trying to get developers to create on your platform, what are the questions they ask you? And are there any objections that they respond with? Like, what does that conversation go? So I want to tell a short story, which is really funny. And it's a little, like, it sounds like I'm bragging, but at the time, it, I, yeah, I, I, I just thought it was funny is early on when, with your bad self. We don't yeah. have humility over okay, here. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. So we went to a meetup at GitHub. It was really cool. It was very, very, um, it was a, a developer meetup. 
and we did a live demo and we asked people in the audience to give us the idea of what app we were going to build. And we built it on the stage in like 10 minutes. And uh, afterwards during the like, this was obviously before COVID, right? So this was an in-person meetup. Um, and afterwards, someone came up to me and he's like, hey, pro tip, next time you have a plant in the audience, you know, make it less obvious, like make some, m make it so that your demo goes long or it doesn't run. And I was like, that wasn't a plant. That was a real demo. And he was just like blown away that, that you could build a blockchain application that fast and it works and it was deployed live running in like a 10 minute period of time. Wild. So that's just one thing that I was like, I was like, I took it as a compliment, but he was kind of angry. Like, oh, you guys faked it. And I was like, no, we didn't fake it. <laughs> so um, that was, yeah. So, so some of the questions come out of, of that is like, it, you know, people don't believe that it's that easy, which again, I said, like, it sounds like bragging. So I actually just really encourage people to try it. And then like, if they like it, then keep doing it. And if not, then cool. No, no worries. Um, other ones, they come around our account system, which I said is like really, really cool. So uh, basically names are built into the foundation of our blockchain. And I actually got a surprise for you guys. I'll send it to you after the program. I made account names for each of you. So I made Pizza Mind and Bryce Paul on near. So you guys have near accounts waiting for you after this program. Uh, You'll be speaking to my lawyer. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, thanks, man. That's really cool. <laughs> That's I, really, epic. I really appreciate, I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah. And so uh, people ask questions about the accounts. They ask, how do I store data? How do I interact with a smart contract? And a lot of people get caught on the differences between like Ethereum and Near. You know, they'll, 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 they'll say like, how does this work from Ethereum coming over? So those are the kind of questions developers ask. So what is it that makes it so easy? Is it just coding in JavaScript, which is the most popular language in the world? Or do you have some proprietary scripts that's just super, super easy to learn? I think it's a combo. The the coding in blockchain is really notoriously difficult, right? And it's been difficult for a long time. And our strong like belief is it shouldn't be, it doesn't have to be, you can make it easy. So we work really, really hard. So, we, you know, we have some of the best programmers in the world working at Near. Like these are people, I think there has been a total of five two-time international collegiate college programmer, I forget the name, ICPC. Um, someone listening to this right now is like dying that I couldn't remember the name, but um, ICPC is this international college programming championship. There have been five two-time world champions. And I think at one point three were working at near. So like, whoa, yeah, they're the ones writing this code that makes it so easy for people like me <laughs> to then write like what I would consider more like application code, right? Um, it's more approachable. So it's just, we've done a lot of hard things behind the scenes so that it's easy for like normal folks uh, to, to do really cool things, right? Like to be awesome and powerful programmers, like that they, they should feel awesome and powerful instead of putting gates in their way. That's fundamentally it. That's fantastic. Um, so, so let's dive in a little bit to the, the tokenomics of the near ecosystem. Sure. Um, first, I mean, you know, pe people are listening again, crypto 101, new folks, what are tokenomics? Um, and then let's talk about how NEARs are, are maybe special. Sure. Um, yeah, tokenomics are just token economics. So that is going to be the sort of like, what is the market behind a token? How does a token work? Why, why do you need a token? That's what tokenomics are. Um, or is, <laughs> I don't know the grammar, but, uh, yeah, why near is special? Um, so 
yeah, near is proof of stake. So as far as the token goes, what you can do if you hold near is you can stake near and you can do that through the wallet, which I think is really cool. Um, and that flow is really easy. It's not only proof of stake, but it's delegated proof of stake, meaning that you can then, yeah, I, I won't get into the technical details. I think that would bore the people listening, but long story short is for any amount of tokens that you have, even if it's one or if it's a hundred, you can, you can stake those tokens and you can have some return from, from the token itself. Um, an, an in-kind in, yield or an interest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, exactly. And so um, the, yeah, the way that works and why that's really cool is you have this life cycle where essentially you have node operators who are securing the network. So why is the network secure through proof of stake? You have people running code on machines that basically validate transactions, right? Like imagine you had like hundreds of people looking at the ledger again and again and again. Of course, these are programs doing it, right? And they are rewarded for doing this by the rewards from the block, right? You have block rewards. And uh, rather than being mined, which I'm sure you guys have heard of, like an Ethereum or Bitcoin, these are like proven, they're validated. And so those validators run their nodes, they're paid out of the rewards. And then the way that works is every epoch, meaning you know every unit of time that this happens, essentially the entire market inflates, meaning more tokens are introduced to the whole market, meaning that if you're not staking, your token technically inflates a little bit, just like the US dollar inflates, I think about 2% per year, right? Meaning it gets less valuable by about 2% every year. Just like that, the near token gets a little less valuable if you're not staking, but if you are staking, you basically get more near tokens, more than inflation, and you capture that value. So you get that return, you get that, yeah, you get that yield. Um, that's the basics of the token economics and how near token works. Fascinating. I love it. And so tell us what's on the horizon for near, uh, both in the near term and in the long term. Sure. Yeah. Well, near term, we really want more devs. If you're a dev, um, you know, and you want to try building, definitely give it a shot. Um, I'm always excited when people create near accounts themselves. Um, so if you want a near account, I don't know if I want to do this, but I think I will. Just email me, peter at near.org. Um, I'll do my best to create accounts for as many people as I can. Um, like, yeah, I, maybe I'll put a time barrier. Like basically the first, like, I don't know, 100 people to email me, I'll create fast near accounts. Fast action bonus, first 100 yeah, people. <laughs> fast action, first 100 people I'll create near accounts for. Um, again, that's just because I'm really excited about this. And uh, yeah, so in the near term, we're just trying to like get the word out, get more people excited about it. Um, we've got a lot of deals coming down the line that I'm really excited. I, I wish I could announce here, but I can't, um, but you'll see. So like, stay tuned. Um, there's some big names that are coming into the crypto space and we've been able to work with them that they're going to be launching soon. So very exciting stuff in the near term. Long term, I think like I really am just happy to be here. I'm happy to be part of this ecosystem and see what happens. I mean, it has been the wildest ride of my life over the last two-ish years, a little over two years, you know, working, going from like, I would talk to people and they would say like, crypto is total BS. They would just tell me that it was like nonsense, didn't want anything to do with it, right? That was the, the depth of the crypto winter all the way to now where I have my like, friends from college who I haven't talked to for a long time, not to age myself, um, right. Emailing me and saying like, Hey, how do I get into crypto? Right. These are like, you know, school teachers saying like, Hey, how do I do this? What do I do? My brother asking me like, how, how do, how do I like get involved in this? So seeing the change so far has been crazy and wild and I can't wait for whatever the future holds. Yeah. I mean, yeah, man, well. I can really sense the, the excitement and happiness in your energy 
And this is a time where many people I'm talking to day in and day out, their energy is depleted. This has been a crazy bull run so far. They've had to scale their teams three and four X their size. They're barely sleeping. They're tired. They're like, uh, we've, we've been working just killing ourselves for the last few years, but you have already been doing that, but you just keep going and going and going. So I think that's super cool. Um, and I really am curious to see what is going to be built on here and launched and all this stuff. So congratulations to all your success so far. Party's and, just getting started. And yeah, yeah the party's <laughs> just getting started. So we'll see you on that yacht in Miami for sure. <laughs> all um, right. But in the meantime, we want to pick your brain on just a couple more things before we let you go. Um, besides near protocol, what's one company you think is going to have the greatest impact in the crypto space that people really should keep an eye out for? Ample for financial uh, advice, not financial advice, but ample forth. I am so excited. I'm in their discord. I love that team. They just That's launched perfect. forth. I don't know if you've seen that their governance token. Hey, I got, oh. I got some, I got like 84th tokens just airdropped me out of the blue. That's what I'm talking about, man. I am just so excited about Ampleforth. They keep making good decisions the way that they're tokenomics. Speaking of tokenomics, yep. I, I could go on and on about it. They are so cool the way they rebase things. I'm really excited about Ample. I'm really excited about Forth. Ample Forth, put them together. I love Ample Forth. Hell yeah. yeah. That's amazing. It's funny. I, uh, for everybody who's listening, you know, uh, people who are subscribers get, you know, a newsletter every week. And I actually talked about the Forth token about two weeks ago in one of my newsletters because I thought the way that they they dropped it was pretty novel, a really fair distribution mechanism. And Brandon Isles, uh, who's, who's the CTO, he's been on the podcast a couple of times. Their, their founder's been on the podcast. And so I'm a big fan of Ampleforth. And that was my, uh, everybody knows the story, but that was my first opportunity. I to We had Brandon on, I, I met him in San Francisco in uh, early uh, 2019. And um had the opportunity to buy Ampleforth under a, under a $1 million market cap. I bought nice. it, traded it a little, sold it for like a 2X, and then it went like 600X and I missed out on, on a huge <laughs> oh, no. run. So don't bet against those guys either. Uh, yeah. Peter, good good knowledge, good good alpha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Ample's awesome. Uh, uh, cool. Well, what, one last question. And Peter, this is, this is one that we ask everybody that comes on the show. And it's a fun one. But just, you know, a lot of people are listening to this podcast and it's the very first crypto podcast they ever heard. So so what, what do you want the new folks to know who are just getting exposed to this wild, crazy, fun, fast, brand new space? Yeah. First, keep a cool head. This market moves really, really, really fast. I worked in tech my whole career and crypto is like, tech is fast. Crypto is like faster than tech. Like I'll take a weekend off and then some crazy shift has happened already. Right. So keep a cool head, you know, if you miss out on one thing, it's okay. There's like so much innovation happening, you know, there's something else. Um, you don't have to catch every wave. You just have to catch the right waves, right? Catch a good wave. We'll, 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 we'll get you there. And then the other one is like, um, I would say like, find something that you're excited about outside of just the, the tokens themselves and understand like, understand that there's teams behind every token probably like like may, maybe a few are like fun novelty tokens but there's whole teams behind every token there there are people like dedicating their careers to this you can go meet them this is such an open and friendly environment behind the scenes you can just go meet them they have communities you can go and get involved so if you're excited for example if you're excited about ample for them i mean I, I literally haven't talked to them before this they have a discord server i don't remember what the url but if you google ample for discord you could go there and like meet the founders 
they're like open, they're in the chats. Yeah. That is so cool. I think people don't know that when they first get involved and they're on core market cap and they're just like scrolling, but you can get involved with like something that you're a fan of, right? That's the coolest thing. Awesome. Love it, Peter. Thank you so much for your time, man. Uh, and we will catch you soon. Hopefully you guys, uh, you could join us again with some new updates. Sure. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. And uh, yeah, great, great job, guys. You guys are uh, are really fun to, to chat with. This is really fun. Awesome. So. Love it. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll catch you guys next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.